0: Today on the 10-12 podcast, we're doing our Big 12 baseball preview. John and Kyle from College Baseball Nation here to talk about the upcoming season and the best non-conference series to keep an eye on. Plus, Mahomes is inevitable after another Super Bowl win, and Iowa State men's basketball is a team to keep an eye on in the Big 12 regular season race. Welcome to the Ten Twelve, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the Ten Twelve Network. Find every show on the network at 1012network.com. And we're partners with Sports Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining me on this uh, day after the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on a second straight title. Congratulations to Texas Tech fans because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world. Sorry to San Francisco fans. You can't give Mahomes the ball with a chance to win the game. Like you just you can't. You have to you have to finish them. You have to finish the job. Uh, the Chiefs winning the title with the regular season that they had this year is just unfair. Because this was the year they looked the most vulnerable. I mean, they looked easily vulnerable with the way the offense was playing. And they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. As long as Mahomes and Andy Reid are there, it's just, it's unfair to everybody else. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, but congrats to Patrick Mahomes on a on another, a third NFL uh, Super Bowl MVP. Congrats to the Chiefs on the second straight Super Bowl. Maybe they can do the first team in history to three-peat next year. Uh, started Brock Purdy and the Niners. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, Uh, I had a few other things planned for today's show, but it is 10 o'clock God's time. I am exhausted. And so I'm not going to do a whole lot. We have a very good interview with our good friends, John and Kyle from college baseball nation. We're going to do our annual uh, non-conference series draft and a little preview Look ahead to Big Twelve baseball, the season ahead. Some thoughts on who the favorite should be, some dark horse candidates, and then some non-conference series y'all want to circle uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, we have I got a lot of thoughts about softball, and we'll get to all of those on Thursday with Eric Lopez and Leah Nelson. Uh, we have our softball show. Lots to get to there. I don't know who our interview will be this week. I'll, I'll work on on getting that lined up. I I, I did have one note as far as basketball I wanted to hit on. Is anyone else paying attention to Iowa State? Like all the talks, of course of Houston, number five in the country, they're playing great. Kansas, without one of their best players, getting a win at home over Baylor. Baylor, still very good even at six and four, but right there in the mix with them. Seven and three in conference play is Iowa State. They've won five of their last six, and the only loss is that weird, controversial game at Baylor? I I don't want to say that stats tell us everything, right? I love our friends at CBB Analytics and the information they supply us, right? Houston is uh, has the best net rating in the Big 12 based off that. Plus 29.8. Uh 92nd percentile on offense, offensive rating of 116.1, defensive rating 100th percentile, one of the best you can have in the country. Period. Hands down. Um and Houston's really good. Kansas is uh Seventh in net rating, but I mean we're still talking like a ninety-one percentile versus a hundred, like it's still top ninety, right? BYU, we all know it. BYU lives and dies by the three. They're a good team, but a flawed team. They have a ninety-nine percentile in net rating at plus twenty-three point seven. Iowa State's second at plus twenty-five. It's still four point eight points behind net rating. Uh, Houston, but but still, Baylor's net rating is good. Oklahoma's there. Like I said, Kansas. Um, I think we need to take Iowa State a little more seriously. And maybe everybody else is, and I'm just not as in tune with everyone else. And y'all are sitting there screaming, duh, idiot. What kind of Big 12 fan are you? It's one who watches as much as I can right now. To be honest, I, don't, I can't watch every game. I got three kids. I watch as much as I can. I read as much as I can. I look into as much as I can. All I'm saying is, and I get this, you know, it's the Big 12. Uh, as soon as you think you, you figured a team out, they're going to go on a three-game losing streak. I mean, I don't think so. They've got Houston is eight and three. Iowa State is seven and three. Houston gets their their uh, one week one game week. They're off through the week until Saturday when they'll host Texas. Iowa State's at Cincinnati before a home game against Texas Tech. Um, Iowa State real shot to stay in this race, an absolute shot to stay in this race with just eleven games to go. They've got to go to Houston next week. But outside of that, at Cincinnati, home for Texas Tech, home for West Virginia, home for Oklahoma, at UCF, home for BYU, at Kansas State. Iowa State's schedule the rest of the way, it's the Big 12. It's tough every week. But in Big 12 terms, it's not the most daunting thing. I'm just going to keep a close eye on Iowa State. I'm also going to keep a close eye on Big 12 Player of the Year race. You're going to think I'm crazy because Dickinson McCuller at Kansas and Sheed at Houston. But I don't think it's crazy to say that Tamman Lipsy at Iowa State is in this race. I don't. And if Iowa State stays in this race, or hell, finds a way to shock everyone and win the Big Twelve this year, it would be a shock to everyone outside of Ames. I think. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's time to keep it on. All right, let's uh, let's get to our interview. But first, don't forget our friends. Charlie Hustle I know they're happy (laughs) Based out of Kansas City They are very happy With the Chiefs uh, Super Bowl win Again I'm sure They're going to have Some great stuff They have a ton Of great Chiefs gear If you're a Chiefs fan Uh, So go to CharlieHustle.com Check out everything They have for the Kansas City Chiefs Okay Tons of great stuff They also have A ton of great stuff For Big 12 fans Like all of you They've got every Current school Minus Cincinnati They're working Y'all tweet At Cincinnati Tweet I want to see your tweets I want you to tag us In some tweets at, Cincinnati, at the University of Cincinnati at Cincinnati Athletic Department. Bearcats, tweet at them. I want to tag us or shoot us a DM with it. I want to see them. Okay? So, go to charliehustle.com. Check out the Kansas City Chiefs gear. Check out the stuff for all the Big 12 schools. Stock yourself up. Fill up that cart with some of the best vintage-inspired clothing. Use the promo code 101215. T-E-N-1-2-1-5. Get 15% off all non-sale items. I'll repeat that. 10, 12, 15, ten one 2 1, 5 is 15% off all non-sale items at charliehustle.com. If you need help, link is in the description, the show notes. Go check it out. Just click the link, go. You got more than 30 schools to choose from. Tons of great gear, t-shirts, hoodies, sweaters, varsity jackets. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. So go to charliehustle.com. Shop today. Charlie Hustle. Vintage made fresh. All right. Let's talk a little Big 12 baseball. And uh, we'll be back to phone Thursday to talk softball and and who knows what else. And uh, we'll be back with the usual crew next Monday. Let's get to it. College baseball season gets underway this coming weekend. I know many of you are excited. I know the two guests joining me today are are excited. They join me every single season for the last, I think, four years now.
1: It's like, yeah, we're, we're going on like half a decade, basis.
0: It's, <laughs> it's become a it's become a thing. Like, from the early days of College Baseball Nation, you guys have been joining us to kick off Big 12 Baseball season by drafting Big 12 non-conference series. Let's figure out who's going to have the best series to talk about. Those voices you hear, that is John and Kyle, the the brilliant minds behind College Baseball Nation. Our favorite, 10-12 podcast, and 12 Network's <laughs> favorite, College Baseball baseball site guys welcome back
1: thank you the the only person to call me brilliant is my mom i think you're the second person (laughs) in my life to call me brilliant so thank you for that (laughs) i appreciate that
0: (laughs) you know it, it 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 you're welcome that's just it it's true though it's true you guys do a great job uh it's it's wild to me I was like, oh, it's it's almost college baseball time. It's time to 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 schedule this up. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna go reach out. And I'm like, wow, you guys have been kind of quiet on the social accounts for a little while this off season, more than usual.
1: Fatherhood does that to you, but uh, we're we're getting back into it. Yeah, we're both at we both have toddlers now,
2: man. Right? <laughs> is your is your kid toddling around? Walking around? Uh, by by the
1: definition of toddling, <laughs> yes, taking a few steps yes. over a year old. So I think he's a toddler. <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah, after, my after they're yeah. one,
0: they're a toddler, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, for sure. She, I mean, she's getting into stuff we just had to like put all the cleaning supplies in a higher cabinet, and start doing the magnetic locks on the cabinet doors, just yeah. She's Man, yeah. Everything.
1: like kids no sense of self-preservation. That's the thing mm-hmm. I've learned.
0: Oh, yeah, no 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 self preservation they're also the world's biggest narcissists so you combine <laughs> those two things together and it's no wonder that you're constantly having to look out for them and take care of them at the exact same time uh fatherhood is fun no, i know you guys are enjoying it
1: absolutely also excited to to get back into the swing of things with college baseball nation i feel like anytime i see your face on the zoom screen it can it can only mean one thing it means college Baseball is around the corner so so good to see you philip
0: you know what, it's always a pleasure. I do look forward to this. It's it's one of the fun things uh that I think we do here on the show every year. It feels like a fun way to kick off college baseball because look, I am I am an, I am in no means a college or a baseball aficionado. Uh I, I can understand a lot of the stats. I have a buddy Joel Penfield who hosts a podcast for the Kansas City Royals. Like if I have baseball questions I'm like hey, what 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 is what are these three uh letters mean what is this initial what's this okay cool what is that stat what is that step i don't like he'll tell me it means this i'm like oh cool what is that so uh mm-hmm. this is the fun way for me to talk about college baseball in a way where i feel like i understand it by saying oh these are two good teams this will be fun to see how they look when they face off so just before we get started we're, we're gonna have to pick some of these but it's kind of a topic we talked about before we started rolling. There are going to be some neutral site kind of baseball tournaments. You get four teams in there, but it kind of plays everybody. Or you, And there's some situations where it's four teams already plays everybody, or there's a, a kind of a Big 12 versus the World tournament, where I think we have Texas and, and OU, and I think Baylor's the other one. I can't keep track. It does feel like every year I turn around, there are more and more of these neutral site series going on. And it feels like... Uh, Globe Life in Arlington's got like one a weekend for a straight month. Uh, they're, in Houston, it feels like there's one every weekend. I'm not, I kind of enjoy the three game home and home series that I'm used to seeing. How do you guys feel about what feels like just an increase in these kind of neutral site multi team events?
1: I'm of a couple of minds on this one. So I think first off, the fact that they exist is probably a good sign for the health of the sport. The fact that there's these MLB stadiums, that there's you know spring training sites, that there's all these, all these facilities that are like, yeah, let's get you here. Let's sell 10,000 tickets plus for the weekend. That feels like it's probably good for the sport. With that said, I think... It, as a as a casual fan, maybe it can be a little bit trickier to follow the format for these. And sometimes, you know, if your team gets the like seven PM game that turns into a nine PM game because there's three game things tucked into, you know, an, an entire day or something like that. You know, it, all these tournaments are experience. I think that, you know, probably a casual fan's going to care w- about the ones that their team is in and maybe not so much about the ones that their team aren't in. Maybe something that's missing in college baseball right now is a little bit what you see in college football, where some of the big neutral site games like Florida, Georgia and college football, like there's like history, maybe in five or 10 years, we're going to start talking about some of these tournaments. And there's some of them like Shriners. Some of these have some history, but maybe give it some time to, to marinate and, and gel. And maybe we'll have some like oh, wow, that big college baseball tournament that's every year, SEC, Big 12, or whatever it might be exactly. And maybe
2: maybe we'll be looking on these with a sense of fondness in a decade or so. The thing I don't love is having to like scramble to find these on TV if you can't make it in person. It's, or Flow Sports or whatever it is. Like, this podcast is not brought bit. to you by Flow Sports, right? No, <laughs> we, this is
0: not brought to you by Flow anything. Baseball, softball, sports, Good wrestling, whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool if we all got Flow Sports sponsorships and then had some kind of promo code for just the weekend or something. I don't know, but you know, we're just putting that out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll reach out again. Uh, <laughs> I think I usually sign up for the first for like Flow Softball for the first month so I can watch the Big Twelve softball uh, because it's the only way some of those games are available. Other than that, like mm, yeah, uh, we've we've I have been I've been it, I understand the benefit of Flow and the fact that it does provide televised access to things that otherwise wouldn't be televised. Yeah. Right. That's However, it. it's still so cost prohibitive and inconvenient to use that it's not really that much better than it not being televised in some cases, mm-hmm. because even though it is in theory, air quotes available, it's still not easily accessible.
1: No, it's not. It's not grow the game material, right? Grow the game material is like, oh, you flip on ESPN or whatever. And you're like, oh, look, college of baseball. That's good for growing the game. That's not what Flow Sports is about. And like, I guess whatever their business, they don't have to be about
2: that. But it's it's not great for the sport. <laughs> yeah, it is fun, though, getting fan bases that like mixing that like never would. Otherwise, I went to a few, a few years ago into the one in Frisco and was playing La Tech and there was this La Tech fan behind me that was just talking a lot of crap and it was <laughs> hilarious. Like like pulling pulling back like early 2000s AM La Tech football game as like trash talk. And I was like, you know, whatever, man. Hey, that's Go where it didn't didn't uh, didn't Johnny Football score like seven touchdowns
1: on the road at La Tech? Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe points. they're still bitter about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some losses you just never forget. Uh, okay. So the way we're going to do this, is this is a draft style. We will go in a, in a snake draft order up uh, the big 12, now has three additional teams in the conference, or actually four, sorry, four additional teams. i got to get softball on my brain just for a second. Uh, with the additions of BYU, uh, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, they all have baseball. So we've gone from nine teams to 13 because Iowa State baseball remains undefeated, or at least, yeah, undefeated. That's the right word. They have, they have not lost a game in and going on a very long time. There is an Iowa State baseball Twitter account that is apparently all AI, AI generated, and it amuses me very much uh, oh, because it, it fakes fake- <laughs> games. I hope they keep it going this year. It was a time of fun last year. Um, so we have a reduction in the number of non-conference series throughout the season. And and look, we are pro Big 12. I am I am banged the bar- drum for the Big 12 all the time. But I have to be fair, and I would say that It's not the strongest of non-conference slates this year. So given that, and the fact that there is a reduction in the number of non-conference series, we're going to draft three series each of us. Uh, The rule is if a neutral site tournament is taken, it can only be taken by one person. So if somebody takes Texas versus the field, no one else can take OU versus the field. Um, You are allowed to take two-game series. That's fine. They have to play, but the two teams have to play more than once. So it can't be like a one-off of Texas Tech versus vanderbilt it's not on the schedule it's an example um they had to play at least twice and preferably like the same weekend i don't really want to do like they play tuesday in march and then tuesday again in late april like i would i would prefer we keep them close but pickens is slim so i'm not going to be too picky about some of this um yeah don't you love it when like people are like
1: oh we won the season series we played three midweek games like three months apart and it's like i guess so sure <laughs> C-
0: cool all right yeah. uh that's fine. So uh, we did the draft order before we got started. Uh, it will be me, John, and then Kyle, like I said, snake draft. So uh, if you are the the last to pick in the first round, you're the first to pick in the, in the second round. Um, I have first dibs here. So I'm going to start off with, um, I'm just going to go with what should be, frankly, one of the best three-game actual, like, at-a-home stadium series that the Big 12 will have this year. And I'm going to I'm gonna use you guys' rankings for this one because number five TCU, based off of the college baseball nation preseason top twenty-five, number five TCU will be taking on number eighteen UCLA uh, a weekend of February twenty-third through February twenty-fifth. I, I from a ranking standpoint, I don't think I've seen a better series on the schedule for either for anybody in the Big Twelve. So it's hard not to look at this one and go, yeah, I want that um tcu has been a team who has been really good every year they tend to challenge themselves and i think they have the, the most difficult schedule of anybody as tcu i don't think anybody else is close <laughs> from the series that i see on their schedule this one now nah, when fantastic. you're when you're
1: good you schedule tough and tcu schedule tough they know they're good this year
0: that hey and that's that's what you should do that's absolutely what you should do and it's a benefit of being able to schedule series you know that that year and not 10 years out <clears throat> football um so you can actually know like who's good and who's not that you're playing I, I'm I'm psyched for this one. This should be a fantastic series. And TCU, look, TCU often kind of struggles a little bit early on. They tend to challenge themselves a lot. They can struggle in some big games, and they get things figured out. I'm, my expectation is TCU is coming into the season good, and I and I'm I'm excited to see if they, with this increase in non-conference, just strength of schedule, how they look early in the season against a team the caliber of UCLA. I
1: think that one could really pay off for TCU. UCLA has is super super talented. On the younger side, this is the type of thing that TCU could sweep UCLA and then UCLA come the end of the season, actually is a lot better team that wins 35, 40 games. And this is the type of series that might age super well for TCU if they can get a series win.
0: I like it. All right. So that's my number one pick, TCU-UCLA. It's off the board. John, what's your first pick?
1: You know, I I really, really like when the power conference teams are willing to play let's say non-power or mid-major whatever term you want to do i like it even more when they're willing to go on the road oklahoma no state opens up the year at sam houston state yep. that is just such an awesome non-conference matchup i feel like everyone at oklahoma state everyone at sam houston state they know each other right it's like similar neck of the woods Sam Houston State last year won 39 games. This is a real team. This is not some like, oh, we're going to Oklahoma State. We're going to sneak a couple of easy wins on the road to, to, to beef up our RPI. Yeah, this is going to be a real series that I think Oklahoma State has a real shot of losing. And that's going to make it much watch baseball on February 16th. I mean, that's awesome. G- give me that series all day.
0: Very nice. Very nice. I, I don't have that one on my list because honestly, I didn't know how good Sam Houston was going to be this year. And so. It's the one thing about college, about the Olympic sports that I, I do love is you see teams like that, like a Sam Houston or a Stetson, you know, back in the past, who could be hosted like Dallas Baptist. These teams who, if you pay attention to college baseball oftentimes, you kind of know. And even then there's ones who kind of pop up and you're like, oh, this is fun. This is fun to see teams that are good in these other sports. All right. So uh, Oklahoma State at Sam Houston is off the board. Kyle, with your first pick, where are you going?
2: Oh man, y'all took my number one and two. It's I mean, I guess it's yeah, Philip, you got my number good. one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's I'm I mean, it's the best two series, I think.
2: Yeah. I think I think my number one um is going to be a CFP rematch. Texas hosts Washington. I think that was kind of a fun one that I saw. Washington made the tournament last year, three seed. They lost in the regional, but they still had a pretty, pretty good year. They returned like a decent amount of of pretty much everything back. And so I think that's that's kind of a fun team to watch out in the pac 12 that honestly they scheduled pretty well they have long beach state on the road to start the year and then at texas like like so they have a pretty good tournament that will help or a schedule that will help their rpi so and i think it would just be some fun cfp memes that'll get real that will get like refreshed around that weekend whatever happens um i guess i'm going we're going me again with snake drafting so double duty I, i will go hmm I'll go UCF hosting USF. Is that the the war on I-4? Is that what they call that? It is. Yeah. I, gotta I like love a rivalry series. Gotta love a rivalry series. And and it's it's really fun now that it's... UCF is like moving on up and leaving USF in the dust. I kind of think that's kind of a, a, a fun way to like push them down in the dirt a little bit more. So I love those. <laughs>
0: The old kick them while they're down series. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna do you a favor and go ahead and keep you on the schedule. I I appreciate that. That is a three game series, like a full weekend series, and not a I mean, you know. Oftentimes, like that's my fear with like when Oklahoma and Texas leave is you're just gonna see a couple bedlam midweeks and a Texas Tech Texas midweek as opposed to, hey, let's just play three games. Like let's just let's just is this important. This is a a rivalry series. Obviously, we're not going to play it every year in football or basketball, like in in sports like this. Like, I appreciate that this is a three game weekend series, and it might not be every year, but at least for the first year with UCF and the Big Twelve, I'm glad that they kept this one on there. I mean, plus it's it's fun for fans. You're right. You're gonna you yeah. keep a rivalry game on the schedule for three games on a weekend. Should sell a decent number of tickets. Sounds good.
2: Yeah, you can travel. Fans can travel <laughs> <Yeah>. all over. <laughs>
0: uh okay ucf usf off the board texas versus washington as well john with your second pick what would you like
1: uh, i'm have ai have a theme here so i'm going with power conference team obviously big 12 on the road at a mid-major i'm doing uh west virginia at charlotte oh. combined these two teams last year had 76 wins that's pretty legit i mean that's a, 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 a west virginia had 40 of those charlotte had 36 of those charlotte year in year out super solid team I could just rinse and repeat a lot of what I just said about Oklahoma State at Sam Houston State. This is not a series West Virginia can walk in to Charlotte and say, we're going to have this in the bag. This is a, a very winnable series for Charlotte. So much watch baseball. So that's that's good stuff.
0: I thought that one was gonna to fall to me with my next pick. I I really did. I had that one circled as one I would like, and I agree. I I love the uh, when Power Five goes on the road to to G Five. Like I just, it's it's fun. It's good. It's good for fans. Like I appreciate this stuff. Um, even when they do a midweek one, but to do a full weekend series on the road, it's smart. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to go for another P5 or P5. I'm going to go into one that I think has basically become kind of a, a an out-of-conference rivalry. It's not a three-game series, but it is a two-game series. Texas Tech facing off against a team they've seen in the postseason multiple times. Uh, They're going to have two games on April 1st and April 2nd, Monday and Tuesday, against Stanford in Lubbock. Uh, this is this is the two teams that keep meeting in the postseason, and it is crazy when they do. It's a ton of fun. I I I think it's kind of fun that the idea of having these two teams play regularly. Like there is a little bit of like animosity between them in baseball, which is super weird to have. Like and super fun to have <laughs> sport specific rivalries.
1: Are there are there two schools that are more different in culture oh, than Texas no.
0: Tech and
2: Stanford? <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
0: Um. <laughs> I mean I think if we took a minute to type research that we could come up with a few at least but just <laughs> off the top of my head no no I think that's it it's it's middle it of just...
1: silicon valley versus middle of west texas it's just like two two opposite ends of the spectrum and yeah they have beef on a baseball diamond
0: that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> I love it so two games a monday and a tuesday uh I, why not why not? Right there in conference play, they're going to come off of a, a weekend series in Orlando to come home to play two games against Stanford on a Monday and Tuesday. So uh, that is my second pick. And now I have to take my last pick. I already have a TCU series on here. And so I, uh, I'm i not going to do another one. And I don't really, uh, part of me doesn't want to do a neutral site one, but I, I think I'm going to, um, because I can't get out of here without an Oklahoma State Series on my schedule. I just can't do it. They're taking part in the college baseball series. That's what it's called down there in Arlington, because of the lineup of teams they're facing. Like this is this is one to go to: Michigan, Arkansas, and Oregon State. And look, Oregon State and Oklahoma State have played quite a few times. It's the battle of the orange and black. OSU's. Um, <laughs> it's a series I wish they'd play in more sports more often, just because why not? Like. Oregon State, Arkansas, who OSU and Arkansas will play each other but never in a full weekend series, but they they look for opportunities to face each other. Michigan's been solid. I I think this is a great early test for Oklahoma State to face off against three very different teams, three very good programs. They're on there in Arlington, which is something they continue to want to do more and more from a recruiting standpoint for being in that venue, not dealing with right now. It's like, I, I, think this is, I think this is a great lineup for Oklahoma State to go up against. I don't know if they'll... They could go one and two, maybe they'll go two and one. But I'm I'm very excited about this one for Oklahoma State.
1: Good pick, I like it.
0: Uh All right, John, your last pick. What? Yeah, will it be? I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go with a
1: newcomer. So anytime you're entering in a new conference, I feel like there, there you gotta add something in the conference, right? And BYU historically has had some good years in baseball. Last year wasn't one of them; just under 500. And I really could pick from a few different BYU series and be like, hey, that's respectable. Like, even if you don't win some of these games, at least you're chipping in for your conference, right? But the one that really stands out to me is them traveling to Miami. Miami, man, it's a it's a hard place to, to, to coach because the expectations are so high. They won 42 games last year. Miami is going to be really solid again this year, just outside our top 25 right now. That seems to me I I'm going to say if I had to be a betting man Miami should be favored in this series but maybe this will be a marquee series win opportunity for BYU traveling a couple thousand miles to Florida taking on Miami. So hey props props to the folks in Provo for scheduling pretty solid and on con
2: And talk about differences in fan bases though. <laughs> that's a good point, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. another good one. Mormons going to Miami they're, they're not going to know what hit them.
0: I mean for Miami, my BYU I mean look they go to Vegas on a regular basis, so I don't think you're gonna you to out crazy BYU. Miami not may not be ready for it. now Miami going to BYU would be a whole whole, whole different thing maybe they'll return the favor. Uh, Kyle, with your last pick, what will you like sir?
2: There's some good ones on my on my list left over. Uh, some honorable mentions I think um, I, I think Kansas State hosting Missouri State is just a kind of one of those fun local rivalries. Uh, West Virginia schedules really well. They're going to help, I think, help, I don't know, maybe, maybe not much, but help the conference RPI a little bit. They're going to Stetson, going to Charlotte, also hosting Ohio State. I don't know how good Ohio State is, but they, they do schedule still well. Um, but one that I think will, will inevitably help maybe make or break Baylor's season is hosting Indiana. Indiana is a team that we considered for the top 25 this year. And I know a few other um, rankings did have them in the top 25 or maybe just out. Uh, and if Baylor, wants to improve on that last bad season that they had last year Uh, hosting and beating an Indiana team that is, that could win the big 10 is a good place to start. I think there's only one way to go for Baylor right
1: from last year. So this is a (laughs) great
2: opportunity to prove
0: it. I mean, year two for their head coach there. And so, you know, you'd like to see some progress, progress there in Waco. Uh, I would say you, you mentioned honorable mention. I'll give an honorable mention. I'd like this one better if it was on the road, but I still like it is Texas, uh, with a three game series against Florida Gulf coast, uh, Florida Gulf coast had a very good year last year. I think that's one of those like sneaky fun series. Again, I'd like it better if it was at Florida Gulf coast, but if you're going to have some kind of fun, exciting, could somebody come in and, and do uh, pull off an upset at least in a game? Maybe not a full series. Uh, I had Texas, Florida Gulf Coast, or not Texas, TCU, Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. Sorry. Ugh, oh, I'm I, scrolling. Texas, scrolling, Texas scrolling. is
1: in there. It's, it's one of those three words.
0: <laughs> Texas, <laughs> TCU, <right? laughs> it's one of the three words in TCU. Uh, but yeah. TCU, Florida Gulf Coast was the other one I kind of had as an honorable mention of uh, TCU hosting a what? What was a pretty good mid-major team last year? We'll see how they look this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, always, always risky. I like San Diego, also uh, visiting Texas. Uh, I, I feel like my bias in, in all this non-conference scheduling, and I think something that actually BYU is going to be a pretty cool addition to the Big 12 is historically we've seen a little bit of regionalization, right, with non-conference play. Anytime you get some of these West Coast teams, I think it's really fun. Like helpful for those for seeding in the post season for spreading out some of those non-conference games a little bit uh in order to to make it so that rpi doesn't get if you only all play the same teams rpi can can get a little bit wonky so i, I like it when the teams in the middle of the country play the teams on the coasts
0: i'll also note it and i've thought about this with stuff of like if you're gonna have to go on the road now in the Big 12 and you have to go to Cincinnati and you have to go to Florida and you have to go up to Provo is do you look at opportunities to schedule midweek games on the road that might be interesting? OU has a game uh, against Xavier on the midweek, the Tuesday before their weekend series against Cincinnati that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday because of the Big 12 uh, tournament starting when it does. So they'll have a road game at Xavier just a couple days before they th- play Cincinnati for that three game series, which I thought was kind of an, an interesting Like I like the idea of like if we're going to go all the way out here Let's schedule a fun game. Might as well. Let's see what we can do. Win in
1: Ohio, might as well go visit the Musketeers, <laughs> right?
0: Hey, you know, I don't, I don't this see any other the reason. Way. No use traveling all the way to Cincinnati, Ohio to face off a Xavier in baseball. So <laughs> uh, this has been a lot of fun. I, I do want to get you guys opinion on the big 12. Uh, you have, like I mentioned your rankings. You've got, uh, if we base the big 12 final standings off of your top 25, you have TCU at five. <laughs> Texas at 10, Oklahoma State at 19, Texas Tech at 20. Do you feel like that's probably the final standings in the Big 12 this season as well? I mean, it, it kind of lines up with the Big 12 preseason poll of TCU, Texas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and then everybody else. Is that kind of how you feel the Big 12 is going to stack up this year?
1: Yeah, I I think the short answer is yes. Um, I think that I'm not going to say TCU is a clear favorite, but it does feel like they're at least a little bit more well-rounded, have a little bit more experience than the rest of the conference, with Texas obviously in our top 10 still not being super far behind. I think anytime you have a team in the top 25, any team in the top 25 probably should be able to compete to to win their conference. Uh, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, for instance, it's really hard to discern the difference between the two of them in my mind, um, so I definitely see them possibly being competitive. I, I think I'm going to admit this. Like I am less confident in the future of Texas tech than I was five years ago. I think in the world of NIL, I think it's going to be hard to out recruit some of the big 12 compatriots. Um, so I'm, I'm curious how, how Tadlock handles the, the world of NIL. I would say he's had obviously some success in the year since then, but um I think put a put like a little star by Texas Tech. I, I feel like I need them to have like an Omaha trip at some point in the next couple of years again to 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 remind the the world that, hey, yeah,
2: the Big 12 sometimes really does go through Lubbock. And with with the changes like Texas Know You leaving next year, I think that helps put Tech higher in the standings. But then historically, they're having adding two conferences or two programs that are historically better than tech in Arizona and Arizona state. So it's like they need to kind of vault themselves into the next tier, I guess, in my mind to like, like you, like you said, make an Omaha trip or something to kind of solidify my confidence in them. I don't want to sell Tadlock short.
1: Like he is a top yeah, 10 coach he's, in, in he's baseball so. right now. Like, like he is like, yeah, he's, he's the real deal in terms of coaching. So this is, I think more of a comment on like how high he has set the bar at Lubbock less. So I think, you know, Texas tech is never going to make a regional again. That's not what I'm saying here. Don't at me uh, tech fans.
0: <laughs> they need a new baseball stadium. I don't think any Texas tech fan will, will disagree. with Yeah. That one. Um, Looking at the rest of the lineup, uh, at least I've seen Kansas State ranked in, a, in at least one top 25. I think D1 Baseball had them. Uh, West Virginia is a team. And last year was a three-way tie for first place between Oklahoma State, Texas, and West Virginia. Uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia were tied for sixth in the preseason. And you had Kansas, Houston, UCF, Baylor, BYU, and Cincinnati. If it's not the teams we expect between TCU, Texas, OSU, and, and Texas Tech, like I don't think anyone picked West Virginia to to win the Big 12 last year. Um, if it's not one of the four that you guys have in your top twenty-five, who sneaks up and has a surprise season? Who do you think it is? Oh, I kind of go
2: Kansas State. I think I think Kansas State's my next pick. They were really close to making the tournament. We thought they should have. We 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 also kind of thought that the committee was not going to let them in the tournament, um, <laughs> just based on RPI. We had that debate last year We were like we we think they should, but we think they aren't. Is what we basically broke it down by. I just I I'm just not. Uh, entirely sure about their pitching depth I know they have Tyson neighbors and he's going to be a really good um, he's going to be a really good ace I, I th- if they can back up him with with some good consistent offensive weekends I think that uh, they have a good chance at be competing for the top top five of the big T- big 12.
1: I like that pick too I think something that's really exciting about the way uh, West Virginia's schedule lines up too is that if you if you just take a look at kind of how their their season will wind down in terms of Big 12 conference series, they're gonna host Baylor. If you're gonna be competitive to win the conference, that's gotta that's gotta be a series win for you. They're gonna go at Cincinnati, should be a winnable series. They're gonna host Kansas State, competitive but winnable series, and then like circle it at TCU. If West Virginia is maintaining the success as as we think is possible, you know, a team that we're considering in the top twenty-five. You know, maybe that at TCU series, that last weekend of the year is going to be for some, from some vying for some seeding order in the Big 12 tournament. And maybe West Virginia is still in the con- for, uh, conversation for number one overall seed. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, but you're asking us for some dark horses, and that's. Uh, that like when you're hitting your stride, having all these winnable games, you know, West Virginia could go seven and two and get some in the last nine conference games before going up against TCU and uh really be competitive for, for winning the conference.
0: Yeah, I i think I tend to agree on your dark horses of Kansas State and, and West Virginia. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how both those teams look this year and how the Big 12 looks with four new programs who were all picked ninth or worse. Uh We'll see how everything looks this year. It was yeah, it's Houston, UCF, Baylor, BYU, Cincinnati. Baylor's the only one in the mix down there that's uh, not one of the newcomers. So, uh, John Kyle, as always, it is an absolute pleasure. I appreciate your time so much. Uh, we we will have you on again because look, I just like I enjoy talking about Big Twelve baseball, but I don't. I don't know enough to want to pretend like I'm uh, smart. And so maybe, John, maybe you're not a genius. Maybe it's just in comparison to my level of knowledge of college baseball, you, you seem like a genius. Uh, you know, it's all relative. But I, I think you guys are both pretty dang smart and, and know what you're talking about. So for everybody who wants to, who doesn't know who you guys are, because every podcast is someone's first, who loves college baseball and wants to know more about the work that you guys do covering it, where can they do so?
1: yeah so we're john kyle college baseball nation our handles on instagram and x are at college ball nat uh we have the college baseball nation podcast which is going to get going here in the next couple of weeks if you like uh complaining about our rankings follow us and uh we're happy to snarkily respond to whatever uh bs you have to say about it
0: Who is the t- big, oh, I gotta, I gotta wrap on this. Who's the big 12 fan base that gives you guys the most grief? Oh man. I, I, mm. It changes. I, I feel like my answer to like,
1: you know, which fan base is the worst changes. And it's like often like who's good. I don't know. Right. It, it feels like it, once you get good enough, you start to think like, why am I not the number one team in the country? Um, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus too, too much, but um There are certain programs who have returned to Omaha recently and who are consistently top 10 team. Um, may have let's say you have orange as one of their primary colors, uh, that has gotten a little snarky on social media. I'll let you all do the math, figure out who that might be.
2: (laughs) And it's it's like really nitpicky, too. Like, if we have that team at 10. And they think they should be at nine or something. They they lose their mind.
0: Which is which is just this like if you want to complain because you think you should be like no we should be like top five and we're only top ten but if you're like we should have been ninth not tenth like r- really or whatever we're, yeah we're, <laughs> we're gonna nitpick that okay all right the disrespect that you are showing our program is yeah. you are idiots so I love always, it even I more say, when we're like
1: when we're doing like postseason projections which is like you know when you're projecting. We're not saying we think these teams are the best. We think the committee is going to say that, right? And that's like, these are two different things. You know, like if Kyle and I designed the NCAA tournament last year, Kansas State would have been in, right? But like, we don't. We have to predict what the committee is going to do. And so like people get angry at us for predicting like what a committee is going to do. And it's like, I don't know, like go yell at them or go to Indianapolis and yell at the NCAA or whatever.
2: (laughs) I also find that teams from 50 to 40 are all the exact same and like with like like a little bit difference here and there and so if you complain about like my team's number 41 it's uh, yeah maybe <laughs> like just outside of that like that mid range that it's like really hard it's like it's so hard to tell the difference between all those teams
1: yeah i i have a motto that it's an unofficial motto of college baseball nation but that like college baseball should be fun and if you're not here to have a little bit of fun then like nah whatever we don't need you <laughs> so anyways if you like if you like what you just heard (laughs)
0: come follow us at college ball matt you guys do great work i appreciate you having uh hopping on the show we'll have you on again it's always fun and uh enjoy it guys enjoy the season have a good night Podcast Network.